Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. I'm your host, Ricky Stewart, and I just wanted to jump on here before the interview with Terry Merrick with the Pensacola Dream Center to tell you that this was a podcast that was recorded a couple weeks ago. And as it's playing, we're not going to mention things like Hurricane Sally and disaster relief and crews coming in to help rebuild certain communities and homes and roofs and all kinds of things. Those are the things that are not going to be discussed. Terry actually came by the house recently and she is so busy that I did not want to ask her for an update. The best place to get an update on what's going on in the city of Pensacola is with our local news. That's WEAR, ABC3, and then the PNJ, the Pensacola News Journal. So those are our two local sites. They're posting pictures and just posting updates and just telling you how things are going here. It's just a rebuilding process. So now it's time to come together as a community and rebuild and help each other out and come alongside our neighbors. So last week on the podcast, Psalms 91 was shared. It was shared by Dr. Bensley, our guest last week, and he's awesome, talking about God is my refuge and my fortress. And verse one and two says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. It's amazing that he shared that when he did because he was talking about COVID and that he was praying for God to protect his family and he was trusting that God was going to take care of them. They're making wise decisions, you know, out in the community, not getting in large groups and all that. But they are praying this verse as a covering for their family. And this is something that we read when the storm was coming over. So I just pray that you understand that the word of God has power and it has meaning and it's valid. And if there's anything that you're walking through, a storm or not a storm, that God's word is awesome direction in whatever situation you are in in life. It says in verse 9 from Psalms 91, Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you. No plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. I pray in Jesus' name you hear that and it sinks into your heart and it's something that you believe that God will protect you and that no plague will come near your tent, whatever that may be for you. I pray in Jesus' name you know you're protected. So, protected by Jesus, of course. Terry Merrick is our guest this week. Again, no update from her on what they're doing in the community because she's so busy getting pastors together from different churches, unifying them as one body of Christ to serve this community. And we do have people coming into Pensacola from out of state and also to other places along the Gulf Coast. We can't forget about our neighbors in Orange Beach and Gulf Shores. We're all getting through this together one day at a time, especially in a pandemic. It's just different, but we're getting through it together as one body in Christ. So here's the interview with Terry Merrick, and I pray you are encouraged in Christ Jesus, believing in him more and seeking out his word more so that we may decrease and God may increase because we cannot do life and life to the fullest without him. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because we cannot do life and life to the fullest without Jesus. Today we have on a special friend of mine, Terry Merrick. She's the executive director and founder of the Pensacola Dream Center. But before Terry says hey and all that, I want to tell you this Bible verse before you meet Terry, Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And you guys, Terry walks her faith out in the city of Pensacola and impacts people all around the world doing what she does with the Pensacola Dream Center and A21 Pensacola. So without further ado, hey, Terry, welcome. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Oh, man. be here with you today. You are like the picture perfect person for the person who should be on this podcast because (laughs) you love Jesus. You love his word. 
You are walking by faith and not by sight. You help so many people. Terry, tell us what you are up to these days. Oh my gosh. Um, well, you know, I, th I think we're more opportunists than we are strategizers, but we, we do try to have a strategy. But, That's awesome. uh, you know, just this morning, I have to say this morning, I got a letter from a girl that we got into rehab and um, I don't forget about them. I don't want it to sound like that, but I'm like, oh yeah, April, you know, mm -hmm. and she was just expressing her gratitude for the fact that we were there. We were there when she needed something. She's thriving and she's doing so well in rehab and she's learning the Bible. And that's just one little picture of, awesome. of little things that come our way. Um, since COVID, it's been really difficult in some ways to connect, but yet, I don't know, God still keeps opening doors for us to walk through. That's awesome. So, and we just walk through them. <laughs> yeah. So tell us what you're all involved in because we've got, you're the executive director and founder of the Pensacola Dream Center. And for some people who know what the Dream Center is, because the first thing I thought of when it says Dream Center is my husband and I used to go to Church of the Highlands in Auburn. And so I'm like, Dream Center, the Dream Center, that's Church of the Highlands. Like these people know <laughs> Church of the Highlands. But, yeah. um, Tell us like how you're involved in that, how it started and all that jazz. Oh, awesome. Yes. So um, we are networked with LA Dream Center. There are dream centers all over the country and around the world, actually. And cool. all the Church of the Highlands Dream Centers are also connected with the LA Dream Center. Cool. So um, what, what happened for me was that Literally, I went to Calcutta, India on a mission trip, and I really thought I was on a medical mission trip that I was going to help people, mm -hmm. and, um, and it ended up that literally it changed me, and um, what happened, it was just, it really cracked me open. Um, I don't know any other way to say it, except it really literally felt like my heart cracked open, and I saw humanity totally differently. Mm. Um, the value of people, the value of a soul, the value of everyone around me. And, um, I pretty much lived an easy, charmed life, grew up on a farm, went to school, got my job, got married, had my kids. Um, but this really changed me and I got back and, um, I was a single mom with four girls at the time mm. and I really, was just crying out to God because I wanted to go back, Ricky. I wanted to go back to India oh. because I, I just, the, the depth, the raw depth of being able to help people. It was just, it was so amazing. That's awesome. But God in his Holy spirit is so gentle. And he just, just whispered in my ear and he said, what are you doing here? Mm. And that literally was the beginning of a whole different story. What are you doing here? Yeah. What am I doing here? Um, I started thinking, okay, well, I worked at Sacred Heart at the time and I, I knew about this homeless ministry. And so I went and said, Hey, can I go help with this? And that's been 12 years ago. Um, I started helping with the homeless ministry. Um, I, I grew up with a, my mom had a beauty parlor and I grew up cutting hair, which, uh, anyways, um, God told me to take my scissors to this homeless outreach. And I did. And I ended up cutting like, I don't know, 14 people's hair. And, um, it, it just was this whole conduit to conversation and uh, learning how to talk to the homeless and mm. and then we just begin from there just we're doing outreaches every month and um now i feel like they're my family but um they they definitely was were my uh, induction into ministry i love that you said learning how to talk to the homeless because when i'm in my car driving down the road and i see someone homeless i don't know what to do i mean I mean, we have here in Pensacola, we have the better way to give, which is 
Molly Barrow started it. You put in quarters in downtown Pensacola and like um, yeah. little parking meters and they encourage people to do that because then it goes to organizations who help homeless people. But like, that's what my mind goes to. It's like, but they're people like Jesus loves that man. Yeah. Jesus loves that woman. How do you talk to someone who's homeless? I mean, that's such a big question to me, but maybe it's simple to you. It, well, it was not. I was scared to death. I'd never talked to a homeless person in my life. Mm. And that first day, uh, that first guy, first haircut, and I'm like, just, I cried out, God, I don't know what to say, mm. you know, because you don't say, you know, where's your home? You don't have a home. You don't say, right. there's just certain things you wouldn't say, you know, because you want to respect and um, so the, the question God gave me was, um, if you could do anything you wanted and money was no object, there was no obstacles whatsoever, what would you do? Wow. And um, I, I just, I, I felt like God gave me that and I said it. And, you know, out of every single person that day, every one of them had a dream. And this was long before the Dream Center was even an idea. Uh, but they had a dream. And it wasn't things that, that were so lofty. One of them wanted to be a crane operator. One wanted to be drive a bulldozer. <laughs> one wanted to fly a plane. One would love to be medical. It was things that were literally in our world attainable. Wow. And, um, I just opened my eyes to how these people are just like us. But, um, the biggest difference that I've seen is they don't have anybody that they can call on mm. so they've lost family they've lost whatever and you know if you ended up homeless or if I ended up homeless we would call a friend right and we would probably even have our mom or dad or somebody we would live with for two or three months and right. try to figure things out but these people don't have that and they end up on the street and they have to figure out how to survive how to survive. Yeah. How to survive. And they help one another. They're a pretty tight group. Uh, you know, they help one another learn how to, to be homeless. And then you've got several different types of homeless. Okay. And, um, you know, a lot of the ones on the corner, uh, that are flying the sign are definitely, um, addicts in some capacity. I'm not going to say all of them. Right. But, um, you know, for the most part, you really do not want to give them money right. um, because they're just going to go buy another beer or more cigarettes or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But anyway, that's just the homeless segment of this. But they really did give me a huge education into the marginalized community and what that looked like. And then from that, it just branched out to, you know, um, mentoring uh uh, the idea of that there could be something more, that there could be something different. Uh, and God started planting that in me to, to start a dream center here. Wow. So we have a little ministry called 1728 ministries. That's what our 501 C three is under. Cool. But the dream center vision was more, it was okay. I see the same people year after year after year. Why is nobody moving? Why is there no okay. movement? That's a good question. Moving out of homelessness. Right. And um, what I discovered is many of them are bound by addiction. Okay. And are, many of them are bound by circumstances, never even getting their high school diploma. Uh, some of them aged out of foster care and never figured out how to make it on their own. Uh, I have a whole binder of stories. They're all different of how how these people got to where they were. So, you know, um, part of the whole vision of the dream center had that as at the backdrop is how can we be a conduit for people to move forward and out of homelessness? Right. So, um, anyways, as we went from there, um, you know, it just kind of kept expanding and we were involved in a 21 and, um, just, we didn't really know anything about human trafficking at all. When we started, um, uh, Beverly Mayo and I are actually founded 
1728. I love Beverly. I know Beverly. Beverly is freaking amazing, and she is absolutely the best, Yay. best, best mentor that anybody could ever want in their whole life. Um, she she is a boots on the ground girl, and um, so she and I um, we started the 1728, and so we and then from there it just was literally we had a heart for missions, we had a heart for the homeless, we had a heart for children, and we had a heart for trafficking. And we had a heart for, for seeing people coached or mentored. And so that was the basis of 1728. And then um, three years ago, um, we launched Pensacola Dream Center. Um, and it's um, underneath 1728 Ministries. And what God began to work in me is he just gave me a vision for it. So... What I saw was more of that, how to help me people move forward. So I just started praying and um, literally started visiting dream centers. I went to Birmingham. I went to LA. I went to Jacksonville. I went, just started visiting dream centers, learning about them, learning what they did. And every single one of them is different. They're all okay. different because they're going to meet the felt need in their area. Most of them are underneath a single church. Okay. And. Uh, so that makes the dynamic a little bit different than our dream center here. Okay. And actually just to be totally honest, um, I was intimidated into the fact that I, it was just bigger than me. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. There was no way to do it. And so it was almost a little bit like a death of a vision. <laughs> really? And then, yeah. And then we read this book by Caleb Anderson, um, favor with Kings and it's all about the book of Nehemiah and just how he took the people and rebuilt the wall. And, um, that's good. God just, God just started building a fire in me and yes. I knew it was time. And when you go through that book and Nehemiah, there's just a place in there where you, you have no excuse for not taking the next step. Amen. And He's like, you just got to take the next step. And so I just started talking about it. And then I called the LA Dream Center and I did the interview for the network. And I found out more about the network. And I, you know, did all the things you have to do to be a part of the network. And, um, but they wanted me to be under one church. Okay. And I said, that is not the vision God gave me. Wow. Said, because it, I said, you don't understand. We live in the Bible Belt. There's a church on every corner. Um, the thing we need in our city is unity. Yes. We need everybody working together yes. because we're all about getting people to Jesus. We're all about helping people. So let's pull together. It doesn't matter which shirt we have on. Mm -hmm. You know, it just matters that we're actually empowered to go out and make a difference in our communities. Yes. And so they bought it and said yes. And so on September 13th of 2017, we launched the Pensacola Dream Center. So we'll be three years old this Sunday. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, happy birthday. That's great. I mean, I'm sure you've learned a lot in three years. Holy cow. I mean, I can't. I mean, my son next year will be three years old and he'll be talking real good by then. So I can't yeah. imagine how much you guys have learned in three years. It has been an amazing journey. Um, you know, just in the, uh, the human trafficking arena, uh, Beverly and I just began to learn and, and get exposed. We hosted our first walk for freedom. Yes. Uh, you know, that's the single file silent walk and just started raising awareness, going out and doing presentations anywhere and everywhere that they would have us. Back then, Alicia Tappan was working with us. She's now with The Secret Place, and she presented to, I think, every uh, Rotary Club that there was. Uh, anywhere there was an opportunity to share about awareness and, and prevention, we would just get out there and do it. Um, and so we we've done the walk for freedoms every year. This would be the first year that there's not going to be a walk for freedom. Um, I think due to COVID they went a different route and I think it's going to be a good thing. Okay. But, um, with our human trafficking division, we went from just awareness to awareness and education 
to awareness education prevention. Mm-hmm. We were uh, literally trying to work with Children's Home Society and DCF to find the vulnerable at-risk kids and see if we could make an impact there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we went. We also partnered within his grip to to stop pornography because mm-hmm. it's such a big part of it. Yeah, and then um, and then in the past two years, God has moved us into literally the the uh, the restoration part of that when we've had the honor of walking with some girls that have been in trafficking and that changed everything because it is not it's just not what i thought it's not like oh you just get them out and they're all happy and you're just going to get them in a good life and then everything's going to be great um these girls come with serious baggage and um serious trauma and and in addition to all of that there's the physical you know they we have to get their teeth taken care of and we have to help them get their health taken care of and we have to help them navigate getting um id and license and um maybe even going back and getting their diploma because they didn't get to complete Um, so there's just a lot of things we didn't know. It's, um, it's not convenient. It's not always convenient. So you really have to, you know, get over yourself, um, with that. And it, it takes a village. I mean, so we need volunteers. We need more coaches and mentors. We need people. And you know, when I say that, Ricky, I want to really clarify this. Please. Yes. When I say a coach or a mentor, okay, I'm not asking anybody to be a counselor or a caseworker or feel like they need to know anything. The biggest qualification for being a coach or a mentor to any of the people that we work with, whether it's marginalized or trafficked or addict, whatever, is just showing up. Mm. It's just showing up. It's being consistent. And showing up. And if that means meeting for coffee once a week, if that means you take them to get a burger once a week, if that, whatever, just showing up and being consistent, um, sending them that text message, telling them you're praying for them. It's really just being available to be a friend to someone who has no one. Wow. How simple is that? It is so simple. And it's, for most people with any kind of extroverted personality, it is like a no brainer. Right. Yes. Because it's like, Hey, there's a need. Hey, I, a need. I love Jesus. I can help. I'm available. Yep. I can do this. Yep. I'm, I'm available. Ready. I'm no, willing. I'm ready. There's a new song out that says I'm available. And I just love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Oh. But you know, we need, we need men. We need men that will walk with, um, and track with these guys who we get into addiction recovery. So if we get somebody into, let me just explain to you. the yes. thing that I think sets us apart and we're really trying to write the script on this. Um, um, and maybe one day we'll get to, to teach it to other dream centers <laughs> because yeah. um, what we do is we track with people. So if we get like, we got two girls in addiction recovery right now. Okay. Um, and they're at the big fish over in Foley. So we track them. So we can actually go over on a Sunday and visit. We can write letters. We can stay connected. Um, and it takes more. I mean, really, honestly, if we had three people per person that's in recovery, it would be awesome because, um, I can't go every weekend, you know, but we feel like if they're willing to do this, if they're willing to go through this process of recovery, the least we can do is try to get somebody every there every weekend to visit with them, you know? Okay. So that's not going to be possible all the time. So we write letters. The first one, um, that I had, we wrote letters because I, I got to go visit one time and we wrote letters, like two letters a week, back and forth. I got to know her through letters. So there are so many opportunities and things we want to do. Um, but walking with somebody through that so that when they get out, okay. Right. And we have the first one get out right before COVID. And so we are walking with her right now through the real recovery starts when they get out. So literally as a coach or mentor, what you're doing is you're helping them navigate life 
with a, a new mindset. So uh, we all have defaults. So for instance, every Thanksgiving, your family does this, right? So it's Thanksgiving. Immediately, you're going to say, we're going to do this. But then all of a sudden, no, we're not going to do that this year. So when I say a new mindset, most we we use all faith-based recoveries. So they've learned scripture. They've learned the word. They've learned how to start navigating with with, uh, Jesus. But when you're walking back into life and you get your first triggers, you need somebody there with you to help you navigate yes. with your new, with your new mind. And, uh, many times they're gonna, they're gonna fail a couple of three times, but that's our opportunity to say, Hey, you know, don't do that again by yourself. You need to call me before you make that call. You need, we need to pray about this before we do this. That's we good. need, this is, this is a trigger for you. So when it happens, the first thing you're going to do is text somebody to, to talk to or to pray with you or to be there for you. And our hope and our prayers that by the time they get through another uh, nine months to a year of just walking with a friend, walking with somebody that's kind of helping them be accountable and helping them walk and navigate with this new mindset. And if it weren't for COVID, helping them get in, established in a church and a small group and you yes. know, push them toward that community that they ha- they're set. They're set. Okay. okay. It's not like they just got out of rehab and they come back and they have all the same issues, all the same problems. They have somebody that is walking with them. Mm-hmm. And that is really what our coaches and mentors do. They're, they're just ordinary people who are willing um, to give a little bit of time. That's it. Well, and it makes me think too, big brothers, big sisters, how that works and just that how they value mentorship to the young kids and um, just encouraging them and walking uh, with walking with them through life. Absolutely. It's the same. It is the same idea. We just, we take them, we take the ones that nobody wants because after you're older and some people have no mercy whatsoever for um, the marginalized because, Mm. you know, they, they think it's their fault and, and some of it is their fault, but the reason it's their fault is because they never knew anything, any different. Right. Right. So where I have something to pull from, I have a a memory. I have a childhood. I have a memory of sitting around the table. I have a memory of church. I have a memory of Sunday school and just all these things to pull from. And then you get a girl, like one of our girls, where at five years old, she was already being abused. At seven mm. years old, she was being given Lortab to do the dishes. Mm. Okay. You think about what they have to pull from. Their default is so screwed up. Mm. And they never sat down at the table and had a meal with their family. Oh, I can't they imagine. Even, they don't even know that that exists. So we are definitely privileged you know, and, and you value what you did have growing up more than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so when a lot of our volunteers uh, have, have been victims, and um, I, I would say a great majority of them have been victims of some sort, and God has saved them by his grace, and they want to give back. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I feel like I'm, I'm running rabbit trails here. No, I, the thing is with this is like, when I'm listening to this, it's a lot, like, it's a lot to get to hear because it's like, wow, there's this need. Uh, I got to help. I got to help. It's like, but Lord, what do I do? And you're like, just take the the next step. So like, what is the next step with you guys? You just kind of take a look at everything and really pray and ask God where your gifting and your passion is. We use a gifts test and we use um, just the shape profile from that used to be purpose driven life to help people kind of navigate where their calling is. There's tons of behind the scenes stuff, you know, that we do from sorting clothes and um, putting together blessing bags. And there's stuff we do at what we call serve central um, 
there, there are things that you can do. Drivers, drivers that just cool. go drop groceries off right now. Every Thursday, we, we need drivers. Okay. And you just come and get four or five boxes of groceries. We give you the addresses and you, you drop. So there's a lot of different ways that you can connect. So um, how can you get involved? Um, there is a connect with us on our website where we get sent people that want to connect and we, we, we try to get people in their lane. Um, everybody is not meant for human trafficking and everybody's not meant for homelessness and everybody's not meant for certain things. I mean, I have a girl right now that totally loves food. She <laughs> loves food and she's a great cook and she's great. And, you know, she started this whole meal, um, meal kit ministry that we're doing right now. And cool. so, I mean, getting involved if you are still a mom at home, uh, but you can go make a meal, you know, you can go buy the, the stuff for the meal kit and we put those together to give out to the marginalized. And so there's also school stash, which is just toiletries. Okay. Um, you know, people can donate or help make the blessing bags for the homeless. So there's just a lot of different ways that you can involve that is, that is just, just a, in a small way you know, right. and then we have the homeless outreach once a month, uh, uh, where we make a huge meal for the homeless. And we try to right now we're having to do that with the to go boxes, which I desperately hate because we can't go out there and visit with them and talk with them because of the right. COVID. Um, uh. but we're trying to send stuff inside, inside the boxes every month to encourage them. Some little, oh, that's cool. Stuff a treat or a verse or a quote or, or something that lets them know. And then I wrote a letter, I think the last time and just said, you know, we just want you to know we're praying for you. We hate this. We want to be there with you in person and we can't. So that's a ministry. Um, so things that we need right now, I, I desperately need a social media person. I'm not great. And we do so much that never, never gets out there for everybody to see. Um, prayer. Prayer is a huge thing and uh, just more people that are willing to be prayer warriors and intercessors for us because we do a lot of stuff. And I just want this to be said very loud and clear. We do a lot of things. Okay. Okay. But if it's not anointed by the Holy spirit, it's mm -hmm. just work. It's just works. Even though we're showing the love of Jesus, okay? But so we pray for everything we do, every meal that goes out, every meal kit, every piece of food, that it is anointed. And it just communicates, God sees me. God loves me. God knows I'm here. Um, because it's, it's the Holy Spirit that draws a man's heart. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to help somebody say, hey, I don't want to be addicted anymore. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to give somebody the courage to, to come out and say, I need help. Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's, you know, it's just, that is, that is the difference maker. That's good. So of all the things we do, we ask for his anointing and his blessing on it all as it goes forth. And may uh, that be a reflection too for the people who are listening to this podcast in all things like pray on your way to drop your kids off at school. Pray amen. before a meal. Pray before if you have yes. a stirring in your heart, like pray. If you whatever, whatever reason, pray. Like we need to take prayer and just like up up our game. Like let's up our prayer game, especially in this COVID season of being in a more secluded than usual. Like that is such great encouragement, Terry, about how you're saying, Oh yeah, we want the Holy spirit to be in this when we're going and making boxes for people and we're making it a little bit more special for them. Like as Christians, that's how we should be in all things. Like let's make this a little bit more special when we drop our kids off, like, you know, maybe give some encouragement, um, some positivity to the teacher who, you know, like, make those moments count. And then that is so good, Terry. I just, sorry, I wanted to stop you there, but it's like, no, it's what it's, you're talking about is good. It just makes a difference if we just, and you know, my big thing is obedience because I am not qualified to do this. And that's really one of the things that kind of stopped me. Mm -hmm. uh, I just didn't feel I was qualified to do this. And then God said, no, I've, I've, I've called you for this. And, but he doesn't, he, he doesn't, 
is a qualified. He qualifies the called. And he, he's the one who does the qualifying. Yes. And, and really, the, the way you're qualified is just by being willing to be obedient. I don't have any claim to fame, Ricky, except that I'm radically obedient. Um, that is and, amazing. And God has just done that through my life. Sometimes it's met with uh, applause. Sometimes it's met with sarcasm. Sometimes it's met with whatever. But at the end of the day, if I'm obedient, uh, you know, I, I can go to sleep at night and know that it was a good day. And when you were saying that about prayer, um, instead of trying to make it happen, mm. um, start praying for God to change you and to remind you. Because it's the same thing for us. We, I'm a doer and I'm a fixer. So I'm yes. like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And this is how I'm going to do this. And um, uh, I'm in a new, a whole new um, uh, aspect of my life right now. And that I've moved my mom into my cottage behind me. She's 95. Okay. okay. And what I'm saying is I realized immediately that I could not do this. Mm. Like I am, I am not capable of doing this. So I started praying, God, do a new work in me and change yes. me, change me. So even with prayer, Lord, remind me to pray, change me. So if we just look at prayer more as what it is, is talking to God, just Lord, make me more mindful that you're present everywhere. We live and move and be with you. Yes. So invite him into that space. So Just invite him in and allow him to do it. Because what you're going to notice is little by little, like all of a sudden, oh, that wasn't so hard. That wasn't a burden for me. And you just go, oh, thank you, God, you've changed me. Thank mm -hmm. you, God, you, you've made that easier for me. And thank you, God, you're giving me creativity and how to be a blessing to a teacher, to a mom, to, a, you know, it's just, this, it's this journey and I'm, I'm older. I'm way, I mean, you could be my daughter, uh, obviously. Um, <laughs> You're such an I example. Have, I love it. I have four daughters, but <laughs> over the years of everything, the only thing I can see throughout my life is that God would call me to be obedient to something. Right. And, every time you are obedient, it, you just grow in your faith. And so, um, with all, with just with all of that, you know, the Holy spirit is one who gives us our ideas. The Holy spirit is the one who plants vision and the Holy spirit is one who keeps us and changes us and continues to change us. And yes. this COVID thing has definitely been a time for a lot of introspection. It's true. Well, and when you were saying that, I'm thinking about, humbling yourself like when you're saying everything that you were just saying it's like okay following the will of god being obedient to him what does that mean it means humbling yourself and micah 6 8 is like the perfect verse to me to like paint the picture to answer the question of like god what do you require of me what am i supposed to do like how can i achieve whatever you want me to do you know i mean that's not what god he doesn't want us like wanting achievement with christ he wants us to like be giving him glory and and reading his word and listening to the Holy Spirit and moving with him. And Micah 6, 8 says, he has told you, oh man, what is good? And what does the Lord require of you? This is it. Like, this is literally what the Lord requires of you, but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. Like that's it. Those are three things today. If we can do justice to Amen. love kindness, like love kindness. Love, like everybody likes to wear the shirts that say be kind and kindness and blah, blah, blah. But, and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God. And when you are saying all those things, it's like the change starts with me. It starts with me behind the t-shirt to love kindness. Like you are so wise and like to listen to you is a blessing and it's an honor because what you are saying are not just words. What you are saying is like action. It's like act, what you are saying are, is like 
yeah, let's go. Let's do this. Like for God's glory though. You know what I'm saying? Like we're not going out there for an Instagram photo. We're not doing whatever we're doing for approval from this person or that person. Like what we are doing is about our relationship with God, looking up to him. And so what you are saying is like, I'm being so quiet in this, but like before, not now, obviously, but it's just like, what you were saying is so good. And if I want to be wise in life, like I'm going to listen to you. I'm not just going to hear what you say and be like, uh, well, look at what I'm doing. Hashtag awesome. No, like we're going to live in grace. We're going to live in his grace. We're going to walk humbly and we're going to exalt Jesus. And I just love everything that you're saying. I love everything that you're doing. And I love, um, just asking people this question because this part of the podcast, like when I ask people what Bible verse is helping you through this season is the time where it's like, where is God changing you? And I can't wait to ask you this question because I feel like God has done so much in you and you are listening to him and you're being obedient to him. And I'm refreshed by what he's done in your life and through other people that you've helped. So um, what's your favorite Bible verse that's helping you through this season, Terry? Well, um, I'd have to say that, that, you know, that COVID did cause a lot of introspection and, and even some moments of depression and not knowing which way to go. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember it was about two months ago now, it was a four Saturday serve and I got up and I was just so tired and it was just you know, not being able to do things and get out there among the people. And I got just dropped this into my spirit. And it was in Hebrews eleven thirty nine. it says, but we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the persevering of the soul. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I, that was the, the shrink back part was really that we, we will not shrink back. And God just put a holy fire in me. And I went back and I looked at that and it says up in 35, therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward for you have need of endurance so that when you have the will of God, you may receive what he has promised for yet in a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay, but the righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but those who have faith to the persevering of the soul. And that day that God just kind of lit a whole new fire in me that we will not shrink back. Yes. Um, That, yes, we have to do things differently. Yes, we have to look at things differently. Yes, but you know what? God has given us these incredibly creative minds and he's given us a heart and a soul and a spirit that can hear his voice and he can show us ways. He can show us ways to communicate the love of God to people, even though we can't literally touch them or be next to them. Wow. There are still, we can still do that. We can still pray more than ever for God to draw souls. And I pray for the, just the anointing over this whole city that God through every single thing that we do, that God is drawing souls to him yes. because we offer to walk with people and you know what? Not even 10% of the people we work with even take us up on that. Mm. So it's like, there is a stronghold there that needs to be broken. And I'm just praying that during this time, that just as God is stirring us, just as God is wanting to purify us, that he's also, his Holy Spirit is working on these people, these marginalized that we work with. And they're asking the questions too. How can I be different? How can I make a change? Maybe I don't want to be homeless my whole life. Maybe I don't want to be addicted forever. Maybe, um, I'm ready to go get that help that I need after trafficking. You know, uh, they don't always want help immediately. So it's, it's just this time of not shrinking back, but, but um, like even in our human trafficking, there was just, well, how can we make it a difference in, in this new normal that we have instead of uh, just despising it, which we all do mm. to a degree, but right. let's just open ourselves up to God's creativity and see what happens. Wow. Let's open ourselves up to God's creativity, which is great. Like he created us. He created the world. He created the trees. He created all these beautiful things 
that people go travel to and nature parks and the Gulf of Mexico, all the things like he is the ultimate creator. He's the ultimate creative. And so, right. yes, it's just like being obedient in Christ. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, there, um, my husband and I like to watch the Marvel movies and the superheroes. I don't remember what movie it was, but one of them was like, if you only knew what you were capable of and like to whatever that person, I'm terrible at memorizing movies and quotes or whatever, but it's like, if you only knew what you were capable of. And it's like, I, I want this to be a challenge to whoever is listening to this today. Like you don't know what you're capable of, but God does and lean in to his word and lean in to the, like start in the Proverbs, like start reading Proverbs about being wise and just go from there. Like just en- enjoy it and embrace it. Like today I read um, in Proverbs where it was talking about promoting peace. And that means joy. Like just start somewhere. Like today you can start promoting peace, like wherever you go next. Like maybe you were going to go and be frustrated in that situation at home or at work or whatever, but like just promote peace, like just change it up. But that's how God is. Like, it's not how the world looks. It's not, it's not in your car. You're seeing the homeless person and going, Oh, Oh, you know, like I was talking about earlier. It's like showing compassion on that person. Like Terry is doing and being the hands and feet of Jesus. So Terry, I love that. Can you tell me that verse? Like what the actual verse is one more time? I want to 11 and it's actually, it starts 34 through 39. Okay. Um, no, 35 through 39, 35 through 39. Okay. I love Hebrews. Hebrews is just such a great, great book. And you know, um, what's so beautiful about you, Ricky, is that you're so young and you're so passionate about what you're doing and I can see myself in you, right? I I want to see myself in you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm not all that in a bag of chips, but, um, you know, the thing is just to bring this down to something so simple is that what is God saying to you today and what can you do today to make a difference? I feel like if we get up every single day mm-hmm. and we say, Lord, order our steps yes. and, and help me be used of you. And every single day we try to hear his voice and be obedient to that. Just that simple thing. If it's texting a friend or writing a note or whatever, whatever stage writing of life you're, you're in, to just be obedient to do the one thing he asked you to do. And here is, here is the reward in that, no matter what it is, is that if we do that every single day, okay, just one day at a time, then when we stand before him, he's going to say, well done. That's, that's it. It's so simple. We try to make it so hard. Oh, you know, man. he's going to say, you did good, well done, good and faithful servant. Terry, that's so good. Is there anything else you want to share? Um, no, I just, I love, I love everybody. I, I, I want everybody to, to find their purpose and live it because it's the greatest life you can live. That's so good. You're so <laughs> awesome. You are so awesome. Okay. Uh, let's hear it for Terry. <laughs> Go Terry. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. We love you. Let's connect with you online. Pensacola Dream Center on Instagram, like the whole word, Pensacola Dream Center. And then your website is a great place to connect with you guys. PensacolaDreamCenter.org on the tab. And the if you're doing it on your phone in the top right-hand corner, it's got who we are, what we do, serve with us, help us, um, help others, give today, serve a serve day every day. Like I love you guys are just like doing the serve days, which a lot of people in Alabama know what that is. So um, if you want more information on Serve Day, and if you know about it here in Pensacola, that's awesome too. Check them out, PensacolaDreamCenter.org. And Terry, I always end every podcast with this prayer and say, in Jesus' name, I pray we decrease and God, you increase in our lives. In Jesus' name Amen. I pray. Amen. Amen. So thankful to Terry for her time. And I just wanted to share this part of Tim Tebow's book called Through My Eyes. It came out a while ago, um, but it's awesome. And it talks about perseverance and staying strong in Christ and finishing the job. And I just love that because there are so many times just in anything that 
perseverance is required. So I just wanted to read this from his book because it reminded me of prayer, the conversation we were talking about with Terry, and I think it will encourage you. Stick with me here. I'm going to read an excerpt from his book called Through My Eyes. Just because something bad happens doesn't mean that he stopped caring about you or that he stopped being sovereign. Those things are simply part of his plan that we'll never understand here on earth, like trying to understand the Trinity, the truth of God's existing in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. I'm just never going to fully understand it. That's where faith comes in. It's not knowing about tomorrow, but it's knowing that I have a God who loves me and is going to keep me in His plans and safe in His hands through those coming days without my even knowing what's going to happen. It gives me great comfort to know that God is not only with me and carrying me when I need to be carried, but already waiting for me in my tomorrow. Now, what is there for me to worry about with God already there to care and lay out his plan for me? Sure, the emotions of the moment can weigh on me, but I try to quickly get myself refocused on the Lord. One way I do it is through prayer, and another way is by giving everything to the Lord. That's something my mom taught me when I was young, and she still says it to me today. And this is in quotes from his mom. Did you give your disappointments to the Lord? Did you give your victories to the Lord? I've learned that even more important than the victories are the disappointments. So many times we can hold on to them and build a grudge and be frustrated at other people and at God wondering why something happened instead of giving it to the Lord. I work as hard as I can, but give the result, whatever it is, to the Lord, letting Him keep me humble in success and victory and lift me in disappointment or defeat. So I just wanted to share that with you all. I thought it was really encouraging. And we'll revisit Micah 6, 8, where it says, He has told you, O man, what is good and what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and walk humbly with our God. As you enter this week, it's the beginning of the week. Monday is past. Tuesday is here. I pray in Jesus name that you decrease and God increases in your life. And however that looks for you, I pray in disappointments, in defeat, or in victory and success. I pray you give the glory to God and that you give it all, give everything to God. We'll see you all, Lord willing, next week on Broadcast His Love. Thanks for listening.